Hello, welcome to a very special edition of No Face Cuts. This is Corey McCarthy. I'm back. And I'm back on the Zoom. Today, we have two amazing guests, two young entrepreneurs in the age of COVID. We have two amazing people, young people who are doing it. And who could who could possibly who could possibly help with the COVID journey for some of your children, some of our children? Who could possibly help um, students? Who could possibly help? Because there is a need for help right now. There's a need for help. I am beyond worried about the mental health of our athletes, our children, college students as well. I'm worried. I think that we are missing an opportunity to rebuild our, our students, to redevelop our students. We are missing opportunity to allow them to be great and escape the pandemic better than they were when they first came in. But we're not doing it. It's not something that we're doing. And we, ha we have to truly look at how we are using sports to, av to avoid doing great things by kids. Now, what does that mean? I think by, by adults whining about COVID and whining about sports and how it's gonna affect kids. I actually think you're lying. I actually think you're talking about how it's gonna affect you, right? I actually think you're talking about how it's going to affect you. We understand the gaping hole without that kids yeah kids are experiencing without without sports. But all it's doing is exposing the money garb that it is for basketball, football. Because if you cared, you would be helping kids pick up and develop new skills. You'd be hosting Zooms and reading with them. You'd be showing them the world. You'll be watching TED Talks with them. You'll be helping them through a, uncover and discover great things about themselves. You'll be talking to them about college and how this world is so much bigger than basketball football, hockey, baseball. Instead, all you do is set them up for a loss as COVID hands down one disappointment after one disappointment after one disappointment after the other. And you're blaming it on the, on the, on the disease. Instead of taking some responsibility and saying, hey, we're shifting. This world is crumbling. People aren't getting along. Instead, we set them up for a loss, right? We, we, we set our kids up for a loss. 
by every time we say, hey, we can't practice. Um, pay your money, but we'll give you – you got to travel to do this tournament. Try to find ways to justify kids not doing things. You set kids up for loss. Kids cannot handle loss. Because we have programmed them that way. We got to elevate students, young people. We got to make them see what success looks like when the ball isn't bouncing. So what y'all are doing is doing what a lot of people will do when your best prospect turns 29 and can't bounce the basketball anymore. Where are you when that kid, when that kid who was a great, who went on to play pro basketball or semi-pro or was great in college, where are you when that ball starts bouncing? What is their plan? The pandemic has given us a head start. After this, we should get, instead of, instead of more disappointed kids, that's all we're getting, we should get more lawyers, more doctors, more teachers, more nurses. We should help people, we should help kids learn to appreciate true essential workers and build empathy. If you think I'm a normal walking man, you think I don't feel you think, you think I'm okay with people with disabilities right now? People with no coverage? You think I'm okay with that? We are missing an opportunity to develop and build a normal, human, caring, love, and honest enticing society and kids are suffering from depression isolation anxiety they're getting pulled every which way with educational decision making school districts letting them down everybody got something to say but they refuse to go all in on something because that's what we we have to go all in on students all in on young people. And I only mentioned basketball once or twice. But we have done a poor job and we've created a dependency on something that may only last for four years of high school, four years of college. What are we doing? The CDC last month, they said they came out and said to on disproportionate levels, young people between 18 and 24, out of them that those people they polled, 58% of them have contemplated suicide since the pandemic. Are you listening to me? Fifty-eight 
percent of the college students that they polled you know they could either very concerned worried or extremely concerned about their mental health young people Now, I was wrong about the contemplated suicide. That's actually one fourth of that group, not 58%. The 58% is of college students who are worried about their mental health. So what can we do? What can we do? How can we do it? What can we do to help? Well, the first thing you should do is to talk about help students understand the world by talking about terminology, defining the world to them. Talking, what is politics? What is politics? What is freedom? What is the, dis the distinction between institutional racism, systemic racism? And what are the layers of privilege? And how does privilege marginalize basketball players? It does. Every year for the past five years, the average income, the NBA, play, NBA players are going to the NBA. This is no knock on their families for being middle class. There's no knock on their families for being rich. Because I know in the 90s, there were a lot of come from nothing type NBA players. 2010s even, 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 come from nothing NBA players going into the league, going into college. I already had theirs. Oh, you think Steph Curry grew up on Blue Hill Ave? Come on, fam. We're pricing kids out of the game. Pay for a trainer. paying for knowledge, a price to pay for being talented, monopolized by a handler. Everything costs now, but at what cost? At what cost? We got to look at how we are getting are getting results from this pandemic. What are the most valuable outcomes from the pandemic? I've seen it. I've seen celebrities connect with people on a, on a, on a heavy level, have bring a lot of depth to the table. I've seen people go on Zooms and I, who haven't seen their friends in a long time get on and cry. I know kids that meet every day on Zoom for lunch. We are lacking in identity, 
We are lacking in confidence and we are lacking in people skills when it comes to young people. So as I look and I talk about um, building um, some capacity and, and supporting students with, and scholars and young people between 14 and 24 with their mental health throughout a pandemic, you know, I thought about two, um, two folks came to mind that really took control of, of their personal destiny. Um, obviously they had to work for it uh, and they've really had some serious um, come up stories. One particular was my former student. So I seen, I, I, seen, I seen her when she, was, when she was younger and didn't know what she wanted to do and now she knows what she wanted to do. Uh, and, and, and this gentleman, he just, he just learned from the best and he, and he tailored um, his skill set to, to make it happen. And um, so I'm gonna let them introduce themselves and then we'll, you know, we'll go to a quick Q and A and hopefully you guys would understand why it's so valuable to take control of your lives and why we should be pushing kids towards careers and, and using and leveraging um, this pandemic to really escape a lot better than, than it started. So I'm, I, the first I'm gonna start off with by introducing um, April Watkins. April, uh, welcome and um, tell us really quick about you and what you do. Yeah, so my name is April. I'm originally from Boston. Been knowing Corey for years. Started as my basketball coach. Um, and, you know, just really from, from the ground up, just teaching me how to just, you know, push hard and put your best foot forward every day. Um, I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and I work at Google full-time by day. And by night, I run my own business uh, called Book Bag, which is a series of book protectors. They're cute, stylish, um, with the end goal of making reading fun and uh, cool again. Where'd you go to school, girl? Sorry, I went to school at Bentley University in Waltham. Uh, graduated the uh, class of 2012. Um, yeah, so I stayed in stayed in Boston for a year after school and then moved to Atlanta and got my start at a startup, uh, working a lot in the news publishing industry, um, coaching uh, journalists how to post videos uh, with their uh, story content. So I work with Hearst newspapers, magazines, um, you know, uh, ooh, uh, Interactive One, uh, any kind of major newspaper brand, uh, Cox Communications, uh, I worked with them as well. Um, and again, just starting in video um, and then kind of branching off and going directly to newspapers. So working at the AJC and kind of helping them through the, the digital transition of moving from just print newspaper to, to digital media and really selling all things in terms of like Facebook, um, you know, search, programmatic display, any kind of advertising. So uh, advertising is definitely where I got my start. And Mr. Kerwin, Kerwin Rent out of uh, Elite Gaming Live, um, another game changer. Tell us about you and your and your um, and your business. Yes, sir. Uh, so my name is Kerwin Wren. I'm the founder of Elite Gaming Live. Um, I'll, I'll go into my background first. So I've, I've got a background in technology. Um, I've been a desktop engineer, network engineer for a, a handful of Fortune 50 to 100 companies. Um, and while I was in those positions, I saw tons of positions not get filled. Um, dozens of interviews and then and then uh, down the line they would just remove the position because kids weren't really um, they weren't skilled for for those those jobs or not kids but adults weren't skilled for those jobs they weren't prepared um, so EGL EGL is actually um, a solution to that problem for schools 
or I'm sorry, for employers because we pipeline kids directly into career outcomes. And our eSports League, which is for grades three through 12, we have a dual focus of the gaming, which is very important because you've got social emotional learning, things like that, that are <clears throat> super hot keywords in education um, that, that travel with you down the line through your life. But you also, we also have a dual focus in STEM education because we know that social emotional learning and things like that cannot translate directly or usually do not translate directly to tangible and gainful employment. So we know there's tons of kids playing video games. We know that making a video game is extremely difficult. We know there's all sorts of other media that's extremely difficult to make. And these people make a lot of money making all this media. So we take that interest in gaming and we tweak it just a little bit to say, hey, here's all this other stuff other than picking up a controller. Do you like any of it? Does any of it speak to you? And then kids over the course of a season, they tell us without telling us, they tell us what they're interested in. And then we share that information with all the adults in their environment so that every adult in their, in their environment can support them more efficiently. So we're, we're the responsible esports league in the market because we will never value the competition over um, the future of the kids. So. Well, that's, I mean, to see two young um, black um, intellectuals like you guys who put your your brains behind um, your beliefs, it's all, to some people, they, it, you guys have weaponized your intelligence, which is crazy to me because usually you're seen as being dangerous or confrontational or whatever, but now you have entered officially, what I say has officially entered the game, right? And um, many kids, um, you know, they don't understand what it's like to be in the game and how difficult it could be for us. So you guys have independently made major steps towards doing that. Um, so I'll, my first question would be um, to you, Kerwin, you know, what really inspires you to, to really add this compo component? You could have taken off with the, uh, with the video, with the video gaming thing and have enough kids, but what right. really inspired you to really, to really take off with this with, um, Elite Gaming Live? And I, I, I'd honestly say after working with the first few hundred kids and like having conversations with their parents and like also their school leaders and like seeing how confident and rambunctious these kids were there, it, it's crazy because it's like kids, not just minority kids, but kids in general have, they have this confidence inside of them. Gamers do, but they don't have the tools and the, the, the platform and the foundation to feel like that to feel like that's how they should, that's how they should be. That's how they should be outwardly. It's like sports kids get that. As soon as we get into that bubble, it's like, man, this is great. Right. And everyone around us is like, we're in this mode and it feels good, but like gamers subdue, they subdue their confidence and their self-esteem so long, usually that when it's time to actually show it, it it's not natural for them. So honestly, seeing the kids and working with the kids and talking to their parents and starting and learning how this is not really translating very well at home and in social experiences. It was like, you know, gaming is going to be this thing that's going to continue to grow. I mean, Fitbit is literally gaming, right? Adults are gaming and we don't even know it, but it's going to be here and either we're going to take advantage of it in the wrong way, or we're going to take advantage of it in the right way. So once I realized that, that these kids would practically do anything that we put in front of them to be successful in the competition, I was like, well, the only responsible thing to do 
is to put some very, very deliberate education in front of them and say, listen, if you want to be successful in EGL, you kind of have to do this stuff too. And, and I mean, it's, to me, it's like the, the only responsible way to do it because they're never going to stop playing video games. Kids are going to be playing forever. So the absolute fact. And, um, you know, you can take my line if you want, brother. But Nike, <laughs> the funny thing is with, with, with Nike and Jordans, our people of color mainly who really fund the mar that market, they, they will always be the buyer. I think yeah. what makes your situation unique is that you're putting, eventually you're putting young people in a position to be the buyer, the player, and the owner. And um, that's, that's real elite stuff. And um, so kudos to you for that. And I'm gonna ch shift over to uh, Miss Watkins. And she, as a young black woman, um, you know, when she was younger, you could, you, she made you feel like she was listening to you, but she always had her own way of doing things. And I've always admired that about her. Um, you know, I think she was just one of the, one of the people I knew that will always figure it, figure it out. So, but she's, she understood, she understands what the, the burden is on black women in this country. I'll be honest with you. It's heavy, right? Uh, and you gotta be twice as fast. Um, you gotta be, um, twice as intelligent in a sense, and you got to lead a little differently. So what, by feeling that burden and having that burden be always present in, in everything you do in terms of being judged, what really inspired you to say, hey, you know what, I'm just just not okay with working at Google. I want to I wanna have my own business. Yeah, and I think for me, it started, the stories are kind of similar. I, we saw a need, right? So um, I'll give you a little background on how Book Bag got started. Started in a book club at work with coworkers. Um, and I borrowed one of my coworkers books and I was taking the train to and from work at the time. And so I had a tote bag um, and I would have my lunch in there. And so one day, like my water bottle sweated, my yogurt burst. And so her book was essentially destroyed. And so I'm like, all right, either I can't give her back this book this way. Um, I'm gonna need to buy her a new one. And so I'm like, okay, how do, let me go look for a book protector, something I can put you know, a book in to protect it. And I could not find what I was looking for. Um, most of the traditional book covers are like kind of flimsy and they just protect the front and back covers, leaving the pages to be exposed. Um, and so I definitely immediately thought, okay, I need something with full coverage. Um, and then I did find some of the more so uh, Bible book covers, but they were like bulky and they were ugly. So in terms of what I had in my head, um, I couldn't find it. And so I was like, okay, why don't I create it? So book bag actually started as a solution for me. Um, so that my books can can stay protected. But then I thought like, why not? There's other readers out there, like let's just you know test this and see what happens. So we launched with two colors and sold out just within friends and family um, within within a week. And so that told me that there's a need and people, people do like this. We even have repeat buyers. I'm like, oh, maybe somebody's just gonna buy one, but they actually came back and bought more. And so it essentially started with a need um, and then as you mentioned earlier, it's my, I kind of pride myself on executional excellence. I get it done. You know, I hear what you're saying. And in my head, I start, you know, churning, like how, how can we solve this? Um, it's one thing to have a problem and just, you know, kind of talk about and complain about more and more about the problem, but I'm very solution oriented. Like what, what's the solution? We can sit here and talk about, you know, the problem all day, but how do we fix it? Um, and what are actionable steps that we can take to address, uh, to address this issue? So, um, but yeah, so it, it definitely, it started with the need. Um, and then it's just, you know, on top of all of that, being a black woman um, at Google, you know, itself, it, 
it's, you know, a lot of times I'm the only one in the room. Um, I'm, you know, think of, I'm in advertising. So I'm speaking to large advertisers, you know, predominantly ran, you know, white males um, and being, you know, at first it was this thing of impersonative syndrome. Like, okay, how did I get here? This little girl from Boston, you know, um, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. Um, and so it did take a lot of like, you know, I strongly believe my faith has been number one um, that's helped me kind of come to grips with like, you know, you got this, you deserve to be here. And so act like it. And now that I'm finding the more that I act like it and actually, you know, do things, I get more of the like, oh, wow, like it, this is great, you know, versus me just being a quiet one in a room um, because, you know, it's, it's in you and you have it. And it, there is, you know, this need as, as a black woman to always feel like you have to work twice as hard. Um, and so a, new, a newer thing that I adopted too is, is working from, from my energy. There are some days it hits two o'clock and I can't finish the day, I stop. Because when I keep going, my work doesn't come out um, as it should. And so, you know, there are days I wake up and I'm like, I can do everything I put my mind to. And so working for my energy has also helped me um, come to grips with, you know, all the, all the challenges faced. Wow. Um, yo, y'all are, um, are exceeding my expectations. And, um, you know, it's great for, for when young folks do that, you know, um, it just makes me feel like I could, I, 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 inspired to go 20 more years of trying to advocate for young kids and y'all and young kids, but for, for young, for the youth, but like to see it develop that way. And I, I want people to understand, like, you know, this, this, this is not like, I'm going to have a little something around the way. This is, this is Google and this is elite gaming live. Like, this is not like, this is hard work. And you know, what's the, what do you think it, it took for you, for you guys personally, this for both of you guys, like what is what does it take for the fourteen year old kid that's going to be watching young black woman that's going to be watching April Watkins? What is it going to take for that same girl to look at Kerwin Rent and be like, "Hey, I want to be my own. I want to take my ideas, learn from everybody else, and create something for myself." What does it take? What does it take? Uh, and and um, Kerwin, I'll go. Uh, actually, April, I'll go with you first on that. What does it take? Yeah, I mean, it, a part of it, you can't put all of it on, on that 14-year-old, right? So it starts with the environment. It's creating that environment where they feel like I can ask for help and not feel stupid. Or, you know, I have this idea. You know, I think what you was mentioning earlier, earlier, these kids get on, especially in sports, get on this track of like, I'm going to play ball, I'm going to play ball. And, you know, they think of anything else. And it's like, no, you need to focus everything about, no, what is it that you want to do? Um, you know, they're even breaking down the education system now. Who knows where, you know, colleges and universities will be um, years from now, you know, because they also start a business, you know, just making, creating that environment where, where you can do anything. My favorite quote is, you know, the sky is not the limit. And so just pushing that, pushing that on these kids that, and just giving them that confidence that they need at that age to feel like they can truly do anything that they put their mind to. And, and Curran, before you answer, you know, what, what you're doing is that you're, you're putting it in the hands of the kids in middle school elementary school yeah so talk about that and talk about how how that sort of trajectory is going to take land kids potentially into a job situation yeah because, quite frankly causing for everybody right agreed agreed so first thing i'm gonna piggyback off what she said it is all about environment it's to me it's all about environment i think i think um kids in general have everything they need to do whatever they want to do I mean, every type of kid, any any type of kid, you have everything you need. You just need to be in the right environment 
And I also think that if you do something long enough and you're deliberate about it, so if I'm 14 or if I'm 10 and I have something that I truly want to do and I'll do it enough, over time, you will figure out how to make it work for you for what you need from it. You just can't stop doing it. You have to be focused and you have to do it over a period of time. It could be a year, it could be 10 years, but if you do it long enough, you will figure out how to make that thing work for what you need it for, right? But going into going into EGL, it's super important because some of these, some of these tech jobs, some of these jobs out here. Are, they're not for everyone. And parents and adults, it, you can't ask the right questions directly to kids because kids are not equipped to answer them. So for the, so STEM is the perfect example. STEM is a thousand different things. So if you ask a kid what excites you most about STEM, they really can't answer that question because to them, they're in school for six, seven hours a day. STEM is math, science, English. So it's literally blends in with everything else. You're not going to excite me with it because I can't relate to that. And I'm, you know, school's boring in general, right? So ask, finding a way to ask kids these very important questions in their language is that's what adults have been doing wrong for a long time. That's why there's a lot of sports kids who don't want to play sports. They want to do something else. There's a lot of kids who play I play the clarinet, right? <laughs> and I, I wanted to play the saxophone, but I played the clarinet. And the whole time I was like, this is cool, but like, I don't want to be doing this, right? I want to do something completely different. So you have to, you have to find a way to ask these kids these hard questions as early as possible. So if you can ask a kid in fifth grade, what do you love about STEM? And you can find a way to empower that kid to answer that question in in a in an intricate way or in a um, in a powerful way, then you just erased let's say eight to ten years of them not really knowing what they wanted to do with their future or going to college and spending two years kind of floating and, and taking different electives. You literally just cut out all of that, and now that kid can say, "I want to do this. I also kind of like this," but. I mean, that's what's important. And that's why that's why we start so early. You got to ask these kids these questions and speak their language. So EGL, EGL makes our curriculum as relatable as possible. So AI, right? What is AI to a fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade? They don't even really know what that is. What's cloud computing? They have no idea what it is. Most adults don't know what cloud computing is. Right. So how do you how do you ask those questions or introduce these things to these kids? in their language. So what's AI to Mario Kart? What's AI to Mario Kart, right? So what's cloud computing? What's Instagram run on? Kids don't know that it runs on cloud computing. So you make these connections and you put them, put these connections in their language and they start making, they start, their wheels start turning naturally. And then all of a sudden they're asking you questions for more information. And they're like, man, this is great. So what about this? What about that? You just got to put them in the right environment and and, and speak their language. And then adults can kind of like rest easy. Cause right now we're all trying to figure out what are we going to do with all these gamers, all these kids that are like in their phone for five hours a day. Well, you have to take that interest and you got to like peek it just a little bit and tweak it until the kid starts getting curious uh, themselves. So. And, and that's y'all are dope. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't be throwing compliments around like that either. But anyway, uh, I think, for you, April, you, you know, I think when I first got the booked, um, your booked, um, your product, I was like, I can't believe this kid is doing this. 
But on top of that, like you like, it's in, I wanted to, I wasn't trying to read anything until I put, put it on my book. So like <laughs> you've invigorated reading, you've normalized, we need people to just normalize things that we are capable of doing. But there's so many things that hurt what our kids could do. And our kids are suffering for it. And I think that's why I think like reading and, and getting some productivity from gaming could help kids escape the pandemic better than they were when they first went in. I, I, I believe that they have an opportunity to be great through the avenues that you took and what you guys are providing. And you guys are providing great avenues for success, um, great opportunity for kids to, 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 to do this by themselves as young entrepreneurs. And most importantly, it's inspiring, man. It's inspiring to kids. So, and I, I know we got a hard stop, but I want you to, to really, um, you know, talk about and, and, and have a, that message to that, to your younger self by way of talking to my audience, which will be eventually some younger kids as you close out. April. Yeah. So, I mean, again, just, you know, not feeling that you can't, right? It's changing that mind work is that you, to that you can. Um, and, you know, we have Google now, like search, you can search anything and all it takes is one step to get started or one person who's in a related field or heck, talk to Corey and just be like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Can you help me? Corey knows people. He can link people to, you know what, or just get you connected some kind of way. Um, and yeah, just, you know, it. Even when you think about reading, I run into, you know, I, I have challenging days too. I used to do a lot of, you know, lot, uh, activations on site where like, I'm trying to sell my book bag to people and they'll pass the table just like, ah, whatever, like, I don't need that. But then you'll get that one or two um, person who comes to the table like, oh my gosh, I need this. I like, I, this is the best invention ever. And so that person is what gives me hope. I don't pay attention to the people who walk by because it's not for them at this moment. It's a very, it's niche for people who want to actually spend money to protect their book. Um, and so you can't, you know, you, you stay positive, you know, um, just, you know, keep, keep your head up and, you know, reach out for those, those resources and whether they're people, information, um, books, whatever it is, uh, just, you know, take that first step, whatever it is you want to do, just, you know, take that first step. That's all I can say. I wish I could tell myself that before, because it was, you know, I was, I was stuck on the nose and like, I can't, or I couldn't because I'm from here. But, I live here. But I know you, you took a lot of steps. And you can't get anywhere without taking a step. So before you head out, drop me a drop an alchemist an alchemist um, quote for me. Ooh, you know what I'm talking about? Alchemist. Oh, that's a good alchemist. book. That's a good that book. My favorite book. That is oh my favorite book. Um, oh, what is one of my favorite parts? So I mean, I don't mean to get spiritual here, but there, I, I do believe. Huh? We, why can't you? We, when, I don't know anybody. When, when they have black folks, <laughs> when they have black folks all tied up before we 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 had to right. we had to get spiritual to get out in the fields. <laughs> right. So I'll just say one of my I'm gonna paraphrase this quote, but follow the omens that God has left for you, right? And so I think back to my experience, and you know when you're in it, you're just like, why is this happening? But when you look back, you can literally see why I was supposed to be there at that time. When I tell you I dated somebody just so I could get the job at Google, I was not looking at Google, nothing of that. And so I just went through this terrible relationship, but then I left and I was like, oh, okay, if that didn't happen and that didn't happen, 
then I wouldn't be here. So it's like when you, but it's always that look back where you realize it. So, and so now, like, as I progress in my life, just being open to all those signs and stuff that you see, if an idea pops in your head, write it down. It wasn't given to you for not, no purpose. Like, talk to somebody, whatever it is, like, just follow those omens, whatever, if an opportunity presents itself, follow it. You know, like just see what happens, even though it's something you traditionally wouldn't do, just see what happens because you don't, even if that necessarily doesn't work out in a way it can open a door to something else that, you know, you just could have never thought could be a possibility. Um, and so I will leave with that quote, like follow the omens that God has left for you. Just keep your eyes open um, and your heart open to, to any opportunities or people that are placed in your life, whether good, bad, um, and just look to see the, the good in the situation. All right, I know you got to get got to go, April, and I'll follow up that that same very question with uh, Mr. Rent, uh, Miss Watkins. Thank you for joining us. I'm proud of you. I'm so proud. Of you. you know it, and I I can't believe I'm saying it because I, I we we had so many wars over what you wanted to do with your life, and you know you just took control of it. And I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, Corey. Well, All right, I'll see you guys. Uh, Mr. Rent, um, so. Going back into EGL, you know, it what talk to me about how you came up with the trajectory of going from elementary. How could EGL help a student from elementary to middle school to high school? Sure. So so the way our curriculum set up is it's it's broken down in three student groups. So you got three through five, uh, six through eight, nine through twelve. So technically, if you start in EGL in third grade, you could learn new things and build on build on your your knowledge around certain careers all the way through and the objective here is at some point i mean if you're in third or fourth grade you might it might be loose learning because you're still like a young kid but at some point you as a kid yourself is going to identify man i actually am interested in this and you're going to be able to tell you're going to be able to tell the adults around you that you're interested and you're going to be able to articulate why you're interested in it um, but no, it's important because even if you start at, at, in third grade, there are opportunities for sixth, seventh, and eighth graders all over the U.S. to do job shadowing, um, job shadowing things at Fortune companies. There's so many things that young kids can actually do in the summer during fall break for school to bring them closer to what they're interested in. So it's like you start early because the earlier they identify what they're interested in, the better. Um, and then also um, just to kind of, again, piggyback, piggyback on what she said, it's all about being you. You'll, you're going to find what you're interested in way faster if you're you. And the re that goes back to why I started you. Our gamers, we used to put our Game Boys under the table at lunch so no one could see us playing them. And it's like, it's like, why do we do that? We're suppressing, we're suppressing a part of, who we are and that actually does have a long-term impact on our lives and we don't as kids we don't really know it and our parents aren't at school with us so of course your mom is going to encourage you to be you at all times your dad's going to do the same thing but they're not at school with you so they can't really see you suppressing who you are so right. you're in this thing by yourself so i mean again that goes back to why i started yell these these kids have everything they need they just certain kids are in different environments that don't really that don't really support positivity or that don't really support opportunity. But it's like at the end of the day, every kid has what they need. Be yourself, 
commit to something, find out what you're interested in and just and just focus. And if you do it long enough, you'll get exactly what you want from it. If you want to be a millionaire, if you do something long enough, you can become a millionaire. You just got to do something and never stop, stay focused and um, and yeah, and, and just hone in on that thing. So no, it's a, it's a, we want our kids to have a resume of learning by the time they're two, three years into the program. We want them to be able to, to show, this is what I've learned over the last three years to show, to show what I'm interested in or to show like what I'm excited about. And then employers, uh, people with opportunities can see that stuff and say, man, like this is, these are the same type of kids or the same type of people that five years from now we're going to need for our business or so it's a link to employment. There's a link to employment with EGL as well. The Absolutely. There's a link to employment. So, so one of the, one of the links to employment that we've got right now is with Amazon AWS educate. We work with them on a lesson set around cloud engineering, which is again, something that no one truly knows what that is, but it's a real, you know, it's a real thing. I never heard of it until you told me about it. I was like, I started looking it up. I was like, you know, can we get some of these underserved kids in there? Yeah. No, so so cloud engineering is a very specialized career. It's not extremely hard to get into, but nobody nobody really knows that that these jobs exist. Parents especially who are working full-time jobs, they don't know. They 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 can't get their kids excited about something that they have no idea exists either. So, we work with Amazon, we created a lesson set so kids could complete it, learn all about cloud engineering, make a decision internally and say, man, does this sound interesting to me or, or does it not? If the kids and the kids who it is interesting to, they then go on to Amazon's platform. And if they complete work there, they go directly on the Amazon job board. So which means that they can be potentially hired by not just Amazon, but also other organizations and corporations that are that get to get access to that job board too. So EGL Academy has a much, a very powerful, a much larger vision. Of course, a third grader, that outcome is, is way down the line for a third grader, but it's all about getting kids to get as close as possible to an outcome so that they can make a decision as quickly as possible and say out loud, I'm interested in this. And know why they're interested in it. Because if you know why and you can speak to that, then you it, that'll follow you and you'll be able to focus on that. So, so yeah, ab absolutely. It's, Man, I, 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 damn, damn that stuff. That's tough. I wish I was in fifth grade. Me too. <laughs> no, <laughs> I like, I, I, what are some of the games on EGL? Yep, so, so, we do, so we do Madden, NBA 2K, FIFA. We do Mario Kart, Rocket League, Smash Bros. Uh, we we want. Oh, it used to be four. Now it's it's eight. <laughs> well, no, no. So yeah, so so there's certain every season we we mix up the games and we'll add like auxiliary games because kids will vote and kids will tell us kind of what they want to play on top of what they're already playing. So we 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 right. try to be flexible with the games and, and with with some of the stuff that we put onto the platform for sure. Let me tell y'all how well thought out this is. You get fifty kids from every school. They compete against each other by playing the games they love. They also get an academic component. And with a trajectory of that, could, if they stick with it, they could make some money. Then, then they take the top eight and they compete nationally. Right? And in the long run, there's some scholarship potential. Cash. Some outcomes. Yeah. 
What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Folks, you, you are listening to this show, No Face Cuts, with my man Kerwin Cur- Rent right now for EGL. And he is giving us an opportunity to break from community and build a larger one. So I want, um, as we, before we close, I want you to, to brag about, brag about EGL really quick website, wherever we could find out, uh, whatever you want to drop, brag about yourself, man. You deserve it. All right, cool. So, so real quick, um, you can go to elitegamelive.com and you can sign up there as an organization, which is school. We don't just do schools. We, we do libraries, parks and rec centers. If you're a foster care home, we, we could even serve foster care homes. If you're a juvenile center, we could even serve juvenile centers. Anywhere where there's a concentration of K-12 kids, we can help. And we're ready to help and we're excited. And we know how to foster impact and we know how to educate these kids in their language so yeah, if you want to, if you want to make an impact in your organization, go to LeagueGameLive.com, fill out the form. You will hear from us very quickly. Also, if you're an individual parent and you want your son or daughter to sign up for EGL individually, you can do that as well. Think, think AAU for esports. So we can put your son or daughter on an EGL team, um, and and then they'll get a schedule to compete, and they'll they'll have access to EGL Academy, all of the rewards like cash and scholarship everything we everything we provide if you sign up individually your son or daughter will act will have access to that as well so no I I totally agree Corey like there are ways to start to start kind of breaking these barriers that are in some of our neighborhoods and in some of our communities and it's like we just we just have to dig in and we have to we have to give access to these kids for them to find their way and so we're happy to do that. Uh, I get our hands dirty, man. At the end of every day, my nails are filthy. <laughs> that's 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 what it is, man. So super excited, um, and yeah, we're we're trying to foster as much impact as possible. So they're in the they're in the rural rural areas. They're in the they're rural, suburbs. Yep. They're in the cities. They're now now they're in the hood. So we uh, <laughs> so we got EGL got it all covered. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us. Of course, we'll speak soon because my home base, we're, we're joining EGL so um, our kids can compete and be engaged and, and um, hopefully lead to a, a career in STEM. So I want to thank you, Mr. Rent, for joining us uh, for this edition of No Face Cuts. Of course, I'll, I'll be in contact to let you know when the episode is dropping real soon, real, real, real soon. So um, make sure you check them out, EliteGamingLive.com. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. So, and if and if you and if you're really, really, really deep into it, and, and when he turn when he when he's on TV talking about EGL, we got to line up some internships. So, <laughs> holla, holla at me. Thank you, Mister right, Rand. You have you have a good one, brother. Thanks, I appreciate it, man. This was great. This was great. Thanks for having me. All right, talk soon. All right, yep. I want people. I want white people. I want black people. I want any Asian, Latinx, every demographic to understand that on no face cuts, we found a way out. All your, your kids are at home playing video games during the pandemic. And what EGL is saying is like, stop being the buyer. Put that basketball down. 
for a little bit, right? And let's get this 40-year plan going. Put that hockey stick down. It's too expensive right now. We're in a pandemic. I love basketball. I love sports. But I am not a true educator if I'm going to put my desire to coach or play or to synthetically profit from the efforts of kids without responding with opportunities. If you need to hear, if you need to know more about EGL, holler at me. My email, Coach Corey McCarthy, no E and Corey at gmail.com. No face cuts at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Corey underscore McCarthy. I believe that's it. I'm not hard to find. Um, the book bag, April Watkins, EGL, uh, EliteGamingLive.com. We're not, we're not out here selling nonsense. We're going to sell education. We're going to sell community. And we're going, we're, going, we're going to beat this thing together. I'm out of here.